0: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Movie Mastery. I'm John, Jeff is here, we are watching the movies you suggest to us, and this week we have Scooby-Doo
1: and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. I'm really excited, I cannot wait to watch Kiss meet Scooby-Doo. I feel like
0: this should have happened already in the 70s. Like,
1: well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind when I saw the title of this was it's amazing that even though this movie was made in like 2013 or 2014, it's still a 70s celebrity. Yeah, you're not allowed to
0: meet Scooby-Doo unless you were a celebrity in the 70s.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can only meet like Don Knotts or like Paul Lind. That's That's <laughs> pretty much all he's limited to.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all you've got.
1: I, he could meet, like, Sonny and Cher, but definitely not in 80s. Like, could you imagine, for example, Scooby-Doo meets Tiffany?
0: Oh, man. Scooby-Doo and Depeche Mode solve Mysteries <laughs> would probably be the best thing that's ever happened.
1: Scooby-Doo and Depeche Mode must team up to defeat Punky Brewster. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Depeche
0: Mode must team up and stop the Haunted ghost. And it turns out it was Morrissey all along.
1: Morrissey was the haunted ghost?
0: Yeah. Also, also the haunted ghost just sounds like a Morrissey song.
1: How is the... I mean, is the ghost haunted by other ghosts? What's happening yeah. in this, this well, scenario? Well, it's Morrissey,
0: so the ghost is haunted by his past.
1: Oh, he isn't just haunted by the souls of dead cows? No. I mean, it's Morrissey, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Anyway, we did watch the trailer for this.
0: Yep, yeah. so the trailer for this is... I mean, it's very generic Scooby-Doo. It just looks like a Scooby-Doo episode.
1: It's, like, too generic Scooby-Doo. There's something weird about Scooby-Doo that I feel like has plagued me for years, which is that no matter who's writing it, and no matter why, it's never funny. The jokes aren't jokes. They're always just, like, like non-jokes.
0: No, I think the best you ever get is maybe a pun.
1: Yeah. like And
0: it'll be based on whatever the monster of the week is.
1: Yeah. It's always these sad, sad puns. And then not only are they sad, but Scooby literally is just an echo chamber for bad puns. Like, half of his lines might as well be, That was a joke!
0: <laughs> oh, gee, Scoob! <laughs> it looks like we're well done! Yeah, Reggie! Well done is also a thing a steak can be. <laughs> also, the ride was well constructed, thus ensuring a double
1: meaning based on what you said. That's a pun, Raggy. I mean, <laughs> that's like all he does. He steals Shaggy's food and he over explains jokes. Yeah, that's oh. all he is here for. Also, I think he denies September 11th.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens when Scooby-Doo starts talking more than he should. Yeah. Is normally, it's just like, ruh and but as soon as he starts talking more, you realize, oh, Scooby's got some weird opinions. Scooby's like, Hey Raggy, did you know jet fuel
1: can't melt steel beams? <laughs> I heard it from this other dog I met on InfoWars. Wowsers. <laughs> Wowzers has some things to say. Google Ron Paul. So okay. Uh so yeah, and, and this is definitely one of those trailers where Scooby is talking way too much. Like I, you know, Frank Welker's been doing that Scooby voice since he was in like his twenties. He has always done the Scooby voice, and I wonder if he noticed that at some point they kind of lo- let loose the choke on Scooby talking to the point where he just says whole sentences and monologues and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, there's a like I just keep waiting him for him to do like a full monologue and be like. Well, you know, what we need to do is really get together and try to beat this monster with teamwork. Fred, here's a plan for you. And just, like, take control of the team. We will not go quietly into that good night. We will not die without a fight. Today is our our Independence Independence Day. Day. (laughs) Also, who is John Galt? (laughs) Many of you have been wondering who John Galt is.
1: So anyway, KISS is definitely in the trailer. They appear to have superpowers. The weirdest thing about KISS being in the trailer is that at no point does KISS go by their names. (laughs) It's always the demon and the star child.
0: Yeah, and the spaceman and the cat man.
1: Yeah, and you can tell because it shows the the Scooby gang driving to meet them. I'm so excited to meet the demon.
0: Yeah, and even like when it introduces them in voiceover, it's like, they're going to meet the star child. And you're like, okay.
1: All right. uh, I, mean, I know that Peter, Chris, and and Ace Freely left the band like decades ago, but so,
0: you know, I mean, that's
1: not happening. So we don't need to pretend. We could we could go ahead and say Tommy Thayer and the other new guy, <laughs> Tommy Thayer and the new guy. Hey, it's a better band than Kiss, right there. Tommy <laughs> Thayer and the new guy. I'd go see them. Uh, so anyway, do you have any predictions for this thing? Well, it's so
0: generic that I I feel like there's not a lot I can say. Uh, I, I guess my prediction is kiss actually does have superpowers. Okay. It's not just going to be like special effects. That's going to be the big twist is like the, uh, the villain is going to be special effects, but they are straight up magic.
1: That that sounds reasonable. I can go with that. I'm going to say they modernize it a little bit. Cause it's from like 2013, even though it's for kids, I think we're going to see a few more adult humor jokes, maybe some weed references or something like that. I, I'm hoping you, you'd hope. Uh, and the other thing is, it's Kiss, and Kiss doesn't let you do
0: anything without just slathering themselves all over it. So I feel like at least twenty-five percent of this movie is just going to be music video.
1: Yeah, I'd say, and not just—it's sh- going to be a problem because it's just going to be like the two Kiss songs everyone knows. We're going to have rock and roll all night, and I guess I don't know either Destroyer or Detroit Rock City.
0: Well yeah, I heard shouted out loud during the uh the trailer, so I'm guessing that's in there. Oh
1: okay, you know, I actually kinda like that song. <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably my favorite kiss song. So that's good. That's something to look forward to.
0: Hooray. All right, so let's go ahead and actually watch this horrible cartoon of a movie, and we'll be back to report on our summer vacation. Oh no, no. Don't tug my ass Don't pull my ass baby. You. you can't have my ass Fine. Hands off my cravat. No, I don't like that. Cravats are and this kind of feeling fine. fine. We'll go out to a bistro. We and are back. We have returned. We have seen the top of the mountain, and we are here to tell the tale. <laughs>
1: I gotta be honest here, I did not hate this movie as much as I was expecting to. I think that's mostly because it was like an hour and 15 minutes long.
0: Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. It got basically everything it needed to.
1: Yeah, and you know what? If you've seen a Scooby movie, like any movie of Scooby that's an hour or more long, you have the basic concept of what's going on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they go to a place because of a dumb reason. Then they go on a little tour where they introduce to everyone who could possibly be the bad guy.
0: Yeah, you get that little parade of red herrings.
1: Then there's a chase scene. And then there's a denouement. Yay. And in this case, the complicating factor is that Kiss is there.
0: Yay. So (laughs) this movie, just right off the bat, starts out with odd celebrity voices showing up for no reason. Oh
1: yeah, we get a pre-credits intro to Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes.
0: As uh, some ride repairmen who are attempting to fix one of the KISS roller coasters.
1: And it's an amazing amount of work that they're putting into, because it's this long, huge, super roller coaster called the Destroyer, which, uh, ha, good name. Good name for it. By the way, this whole thing is set at a KISS amusement park called KISS Land.
0: Yep, KISS Land, where everything is KISS-based.
1: Yeah, so they're riding the Destroyer, and basically they're trying to test one of those cameras that takes pictures of people flipping off that camera. (laughs) You know the the one. They have that, like, Splash Mountain and stuff, and... 90% 90% of the camera pictures it takes are blurred because there's a middle finger or someone's boobs in it. So, anyway, they're trying to fix this one camera by having Jason Mewes ride the whole ride over and over again. And every time he does, they come they come back and Kevin Smith's like, Hey, there's a weird blurry red mist in the way.
0: Murr, and then we find out that red mist is a witch. Or at least, that's what they're going to call this villain.
1: Yeah, they insist that it's a witch. That's That's the line they're taking and they're going to stick to it. That this sort of dark Eldar statue woman is a witch.
0: Yeah, this straight out of like Metropolis weird metallic bikini wearing lady with red mist and like a loincloth is obviously a witch. Well, she looks like she's from Apocalypse. Oh yeah. No, she is definitely under the guidance of Granny Goodness.
1: Yeah, she's one of the Furies. She has those stupid Jack Kirby Galactus head things. You know what I'm talking about? Those kind of transformer looking spikes coming out the side of a big helmet.
0: Yeah, you know those the spikes that go out and then back towards the head. Or, yeah, or, like or, like one of those Galactus looking yeah, ones. Galactus
1: ones. They go up at a diagonal and then they just go up for a little while. Optimus Prime has them too. She's got like 6 of those and then a Destro style face silver face mask. And yet, she is clearly a witch.
0: Oh yeah, no, obviously. That's the first thing that jumps to mind when I see that is, oh, it's a witch.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, a Jack Kirby enthusiast. <laughs> That's the first thing I'd say.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, if I got terrified by one of those, I'd probably go, ah, Eldar.
1: A, a dark Eldar. It's coming to me.
0: Oh no, the <laughs> Avatar of Cain. I need to get out of here. That's
1: <laughs> the bloody handed one. Yeah, it's something like that. Anyway, they call it a witch, and they run off to tell... The park owner, who has a voice that I recognize from voice work, but I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's in everything. He's, he's one of uh, those.
0: He's uh, whatever. He's like something Marshall.
1: Uh, sure, he kind of sounds like Droopy Dog. Yeah. But he's not Droopy Dog. No. Yeah, so anyway, they yeah, tell so him... They, they
0: show up and he's like, yeah, it's just
1: fine. Oh, yeah, okay. So he sounds like Pat Hangel <laughs> as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> No, Riddler, get out of here.
0: No, I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> Boiling acid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, he kicks them out of his office and then picks up a phone and demands to whoever's on the other end of the line the hottest mystery-solving team of uh, in to- town or whatever. In time. In time. Across the ages. <laughs> He's going to get Captain Caveman and those three teenage girls that Captain Caveman hangs out with for no reason. <laughs>
0: Which is just the creepiest thing. Well,
1: he, that's the thing with Hanna-Barbera. It, it's the same thing with Scooby. is. They always need to have a dog there, so that you're or an animal of some kind, so that you're willing to watch these extremely generic characters go through boring motions. That's why Jabberjaw exists. That's why Captain Caveman, who let's face it, is a thumb with hair on it. Oh yeah,
0: no, all of those. That's why you get the funky Phantom. Yeah, it's why you get Speed the, Buggy. Uh,
1: yeah, you get Speed Buggy in there. The Pussy Cat that accompanies Josie and the Pussycats, Cats, which by, is the, le- the worst of them because it's just a cat.
0: Oh, yeah. And it doesn't do anything.
1: No, it does nothing. But then again, what does Scooby do that's useful to the team? Ah,
0: What does Scooby do?
1: Ah, Ah, jokes. It's a good joke that we just had. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, he calls for the hottest mystery-solving team in town. And then we smash cut. And the smash cut is to Scooby and the gang... Dressed up as Kiss.
0: Yeah, so we see Velma as the spaceman and Shaggy is the, uh, uh, he's
1: the, is demon. the demon. He's the demon. And then Scooby is, is the cat uh, the man cat because man. lol. Yeah, and then finally Vel- or, or uh, Daphne has a huge crush on Starchild, which is a running gag through the movie that, that she has a huge boner for Paul Stanley, <laughs> and who I believe is either 90 or dead. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both, whatever. Uh, but
0: the weird thing and the best thing is that Fred gives no fucks about Kiss. He's just completely wearing his normal clothes, and he's like, man, you guys are idiots.
1: Quit dressing up like that. What the shit are you doing? Kiss is stupid. (laughs) You should should join me in enjoying the fine musics of the Ascot 5.
0: And then he puts on the Ascot 5, and it is straight just like some barbershop quartet.
1: Although it is very clearly Kiss.
0: Yeah, it's Kiss doing barbershop quartet, which... Gorgeous, best thank part of, you.
1: Best part of the movie right there is, is hearing Gene, Gene Simmons go like, don't touch my ascot. It was <laughs> fantastic. So that was that was a money shot and an actual genuine laugh from me. Uh, also, I'm glad to see someone there who is not bizarrely into Kiss like everything else in this movie.
0: Yeah, and it's...
1: Being it, into Kiss at this day and age is like being super into going to Graceland.
0: I guess. And I mean, I'm sure there are people that still are.
1: Yeah. But,
0: yeah just just weird, just very weird. I guess there are still a lot of people that go to Dolly World though. So,
1: I like how they have to have Velma explain why she's dressed up as Spaceman because otherwise it wouldn't make sense for her character. She's like, "Well, I do need to practice getting along with people better and and expanding my horizons because my
0: I'm, mom said I should support my friend's interests
1: instead of <laughs> instead of dressing in my regular orange thing and and a uh, different orange thing."
0: Yeah.
1: So she's dressed up as a kiss character too. It's funny because to support her friend's interest, she probably had to blow like four or five hundred dollars on a spaceman costume. Cause we're talking... That is
0: not where I thought you were going when you said she probably had to blow
1: about four or five hundred. I was like, Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, Scooby's got a particular vested interest in watching lots and lots of oral sex, I guess.
0: Uh Whoa, don't forget the balls. <laughs> That is not where I thought that this was going to go this evening. <laughs> no.
1: But uh, anyway, they're all dressed. Uh, they're not just dressed with, like, the face paint. They are in full-on outfits.
0: Oh, yeah. They got the whole, like, leather and studs. And that's giving them plus one to their AC over giant, what
1: just regular leather would do. Giant boots. Like, uh, like Shaggy's so, wearing the demon boots, those huge dragony metal boots that Gene Simmons wears. Yep. One thing I thought was particularly interesting about this, and I'm just going to skip ahead slightly, they they run into a security guard who won't let them in, and then they sneak in, and it turns out that the hotshot mystery team that was called wasn't them, it was actually KISS. Yeah. So that's fine. We get a big introduction for KISS. One thing I really wanted to focus on about the KISS thing in this movie, Gene Simmons is not the star of KISS, according to this movie. No, Gene Simmons is the... the Chewbacca of KISS.
0: No, he's the long-suffering straight man to Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. Whereas the actual star is fucking Star Child.
1: Yeah, so much Star Child in this movie. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I guess,
0: I guess they were just like, "Look, this, Peter, you're way better on Mike than Simmons is. So, fucking, you're the star."
1: Gene Simmons honestly spends most of the movie roaring and eating, and the few times, <laughs> he t-
0: and I don't think that was on purpose.
1: Oh, like they just couldn't get him to put down his sandwich.
0: Yeah. He just he was just eating a sandwich the whole time and then someone would try to take it away and he'd be like
1: <laughs> That's my favorite idea for how to get it. Gene Simmons on like, They have lines in front of him, maybe he says them, maybe he eats a sandwich. And they're like, Well, we gotta add a bunch of him eating scenes. Well it's up
0: to the animators look, now.
1: Look, we have four hours recorded of Gene Simmons eating sandwiches. We're gonna have to put some sandwiches in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, anyway, yeah, he's kind of. When he does talk, he just kind of sounds like the Wolverine from the 90s X Men cartoon.
0: Yeah, always calling people bub.
1: Yeah, he's like, hey, kids, the way to breathe fire is to take all your pain and misery and shove it deep down inside yourself. Then you can breathe fire. This <laughs> is.
0: Remember to take all of your pain and sadness and just bottle it deep inside you and never confront it. Once you're done with that, step 2 is to buy Kiss
1: merchandise. And number 3, alcohol. I don't think he drinks. Get real real drunk, <laughs> kids. I, I think Gene Simmons is like a weird teetotaler no drugs guy,
0: which is odd given well, honestly, that's been one of the big odd dichotomies for Kiss to me is they were always like, "Oh, it's like Nights in Satan's Service. Oh, no, The Kiss. It's, it's the devil's music. And they're all pyrotechnics and leather and what? And I'm like, but if you listen to their songs, they are straight just a pop band.
1: Oh, there's a lot of bands that are like that. That was an Ozzy Osbourne thing, too, where he's like, oh, I'm the prince of darkness. Oh, boy, it's a bat, or whatever. And then all of his songs are about, like, don't give up hope. Hey, <laughs> anyone if, can do it.
0: But at least he's using, like, some good crunchy guitar and shit in there, so the music is. Following up, but Kiss is just like, yeah, we're upbeat. Also, it's just pop music.
1: Oh, that's definitely true. Like, if you never saw Kiss's outfits and you didn't know the names of their songs, it'd be really easy to think that any given one of their songs is like a bad, cheap trick song. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, listen to these guys. They're kind of upbeat, and they sure are good on that guitar. Good job, guys. Ah, did the monkeys grow up? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, they have a kind of an image where they look like they're all in Todd McFarlane comics. Yeah, and they want to be like, "Oh, my guitar is actually an axe, and here's my song about how nice it is to love."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, here's here's my song. It's just, "I was made for loving you, baby," and I'm like, "Wow, this is this is straight, just like boy band pop music." Oh
1: yeah, well you know, back in the '70s, it was the the running team of Gene Simmons. Ace Freely, Paul Stanley, Peter Chris, and their songwriter Tenderheart Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's good. That's real good. (laughs) Thank you. That made me real happy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Kiss does not like the Mystery Gang, but then Starchild has the psychic vision because he has a magic eye, which is oh, the
0: eye can see all. The
1: eye never lies, and and he predicts that the Scooby Gang is going to be super useful for something or other so he, we should let them hang around. And at this point, Gene literally lampshades it by pointing out that he's just planning to hit on Daphne. <laughs> it's
0: like, yes, I'm sure this had nothing to do with a certain redhead. He's like, well, it didn't hurt.
1: <laughs> I, they're just open. So I was almost right with one of my predictions that there was going to be a little adult humor. There's no weed references, though.
0: No. Uh, but you do get just a lot of gratuitous, like, yeah, hey baby, between both Daphne and Starchild, because they are both super into each other.
1: Yeah, no, there's a ton of that, with Fred just sort of lamely following along. Oh,
0: you oh, don't pay attention to me. I
1: thought you were my girlfriend. It's ill-defined what our relationship is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, that's why
0: Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated is great, because it is defined.
1: Oh, and what is it? What's what's the deal in that? They are dating. Oh, well, that's very nice for yeah, them.
0: Yeah, and for a while, Velma and Shaggy date.
1: I don't care for that.
0: Oh, I care for it. But then they break up because they're like, nah, this doesn't work. Of
1: course it doesn't work. Why would they start dating? I mean, I guess... Because maybe- it's the only other person know. they know. That's the thing, is it's the only other person they know. But like Velma seems like, unless she had one of those complexes where she needs to support a shitty stoner who can't get off her couch...
0: Yes, basically. I,
1: I feel like that's the only thing. She's just like, ooh, Shaggy, I hope you also know how to noodle around badly on a saxophone.
0: <laughs> no, the whole the whole relationship is just... Oh, I bet I can change you. You've got so much potential, Shaggy, if you'd just quit hanging around with that dog of yours.
1: If you wouldn't keep asking me to buy a non-leather couch so you can sit on it naked easier,
0: <laughs> we could have a beautiful relationship. Oh, uh, it's sad, because I know people in those relationships.
1: <laughs> oh, if he just gets me pregnant, that'll fix it. <laughs> anyway... So, we go on our little world tour of the potential red herrings of who might be this witch, and at the beginning of the film, we don't even know what the hell the witch wants. because She just keeps shouting, give me rock.
0: Yeah, which okay, great.
1: Okay, sure. So, okay, potential bad guys are the manager of KISS who does not want KISS to be performing in Kissland because he loses money when they aren't out on the road.
0: Yeah, anytime KISS is out solving a mystery or doing anything but performing on tour, he's losing money and he don't like it.
1: Right, so his... He's actually one of my favorite characters in this, because he just shows up every time Kiss does something cool and yells at them for wasting pyrotechnics and special effects.
0: Oh, yeah, like, the first time they show up, there's a giant smoke explosion and confetti everywhere, and he's like, Oh, come on,
1: guys, this isn't cheap. You can't do this every time you show up. There's
0: only, like, four
1: people here, guys. This isn't even a real crowd. (laughs) And then... He also shows up periodically to hawk mm. Kiss merchandise, which I thought was fun lampshading.
0: Yeah, because KISS is always merchandising everything they possibly can. So the fact that anytime someone mentions something like, Oh, we need a flashlight, and he just shows up, how about this KISS flashlight? Only twenty nine ninety nine.
1: And it cuts to a little like infomercial style graphic. I thought that was a fairly clever joke. Yeah. You could tell anytime they get away from Shaggy and Scooby, the jokes get way better.
0: Yeah, because Shaggy and Scooby is just the laziest way to do anything in this.
1: I feel like it's, it, it's got to be hard to write for Shaggy and Scooby to get them to where they need to be. Like, it's easier to write jokes than it is to write what they say. Because we were talking about the the one line where he gets in front of the uh, the security guard at the front of the park who won't let them in, and, and she's like, "Well, I'm not going to let you into this park because it's closed because of a problem." And he's like, "Well, can we at least get some snacks for the? I'm not going to do his voice. Can we at least get some? I'll snacks? do the voice. Sure, it's fine. Go ahead. Well, can we at least get some snacks for the road? Maybe some Rocky Road. Okay, who says just Rocky Road? Like, okay, you got to. I mean, why not just say street food? <laughs> Can we get some street tacos? See, that's already a better joke. Yeah. Rocky Road is... You have to say Rocky Road ice cream to finish it. All you're doing is... Oh, the word road is also in the other thing I said. That's his whole joke. Oh, yeah. That is like someone who's like a rapper and just rhymes B with B. Oh, yeah. Like one of those new money rappers who can do like eight times rhyming the word it. Yeah. Just... Oh, fuck you. Anyway... That, that's the thing with him is he's got nothing. He has no chops. And it would be hard to write that bad of a joke on purpose. Yeah,
0: it's... And the problem is they want to do, like, weird slapstick with them. But they kind of can't because they're always running away from things. So it just ends up being, like, visuals of, oh, they sure do eat a lot or run around. You're like, this isn't really good... It wasn't good when it originally came out, and it's just tired now.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know the, the TV shows have been trying to expand the way that the Scooby and Shaggy characters interact. Like they had the Mystery Zinc, where they kind of upsta- updated them a little bit and let every character loosen up, and then there's that other one that's new, the Be Cool Scooby Doo, which is almost 100 percent just comedy because it's done by like the Family Guy team. Yeah, which means you know there's a lot of lampshaded weird, like uh, weed humor and stuff in it. <laughs> Uh, And of course, there's that Hanna-Barbera relaunch that we might as well talk about while we're digressing.
0: Oh my god, I cannot wait to see the most hipster douchey shaggy that has ever existed.
1: uh, Folks, if you haven't seen what we're talking about, go look up the Hanna-Barbera relaunch being done by DC Comics right now because they're relaunching a bunch of old Hanna-Barbera cartoon properties from like the 60s. So there's a new Scooby-Doo and in it, Scooby is wearing a robo-harness that converts his thoughts into floating emoticon holograms. Wow. There is also, uh, let's see, Daphne holding a a laser rifle, a a tiny, tiny anime Velma, which is funny because the rest of them look like like modern Archie-style comics, but Velma is a little tiny anime. Yeah. And and she's holding, her whole contribution to the team is one of those drones you could buy at a Best Buy. (laughs) Those little tiny $40 quadcopter drones. And she's like, yeah, science. And then Shaggy has nothing. He has a hipster beard and a tribal tattoo. Oh, yeah, he's just like
0: doing the I-just-got-out-of-detention-in-the-breakfast-club fist pump Yeah, and has the worst handlebar mustache, full beard, and tribal tattoos, just full sleeves.
1: I'm um, amazed he has time to go solve mysteries in between shifts at his Portland bartending job. Right? That's exactly what he is. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing is, if you look real close at the picture of him, the beard is actually covering a ridiculously Robert Zadar huge chin. <laughs> Like, it just looks... uh, Anyway, they also have uh, a updated uh, Flintstones where they all look a little more human. Slightly. And and not quite as rectangular. Those pictures are unrecognizable. They look like pictures of someone else's characters in Flintstones costumes. (laughs) I hope they don't update their sensibilities. I hope that that modern Fred is just a rampaging Trump supporter. Ah. (laughs) You know he would be. Like, uh, well, Bob, not going in through that window. That's how the immigrants get in. Lol, in it, the, in the uh, it's,
0: it's a, uh, it's hey, a rock joke. Support uh, Donald Trump
1: rock in 2016. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, I hate everything that you have just done. Someone, Every, everything you have done is awful.
1: Someone just laughed at that.
0: <laughs> no, it was you. You're the only one that laughed at that. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> Fine. Anyway, they also have one where Johnny Quest meets Space Ghost. <clears throat> Whatever. Anyway, uh, these when you're writing these old classic-looking... Uh, Shaggy and Scooby's, they are just so annoying at this point. I feel like they've done everything they possibly can. Uh, y- it's like it's like they just have to run through the beats. Like Even in this movie, which is an hour and 20 minutes long, they still have to shoehorn in a sequence where the two of them have comically tall ice cream stacks and Scooby steals Shaggy's ice cream stack. Yep. And we,
0: oddly enough,
1: get... there's always a
0: chase scene, which we do get in this, and I was right, so many of the Scenes in this are just music videos for Kiss songs.
1: Oh yeah, and Shout It Out Loud is a great example of them. Just the chase scene, just being them on Kiss's Ride.
0: Yeah, it's just a log flume that they're on, but the whole thing is just a music video for Shout It Out Loud. And i I was interested to see that they didn't do the standard Scooby chase scene. Oh, the door opening, which is sequence. the doors. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do that. They didn't even like reference it or parody it. It was just straight, we are on a log flume ride and the witch is also on the one behind us. You're like, okay, great, sure. Uh, Normally
1: the we are on a ride and so is the monster on the in the cart right behind us is a regular gag that they do. And it's the gag is mostly all of them sit there looking impatient while they're waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah. So we at least got that part. But no, we didn't get the traditional Scooby open a door. Slamming and, a
0: door and go in one door, come out another door.
1: Yeah, and then everyone comes out the same door and then someone opens a door and looks around and there's the monster. We didn't get any of that. No. Then again, that's because the monster in this is a little more supernatural than a regular Scooby monster. It's like a flying witch with an energy scythe.
0: Yeah, which was an interesting choice. Yeah, but after our music video, we do get the first superpowered appearance of Kiss.
1: Yeah, Kiss in this movie has, occasionally, it depends on what part of the movie it's in, has superpowers. Uh, let's see, and we can we can boil them down for you because they're they're all ha- they all have. First of all, they all have like Sentai style superpowers where they can change costumes just by yelling "costume change" and all that kind of stuff. And which that, was great. That was a great moment. Uh, and otherwise, they all have a power that kind of visually relates to their theme.
0: Yeah, so the Catman uh, gets claws and is super agile. He's
1: basically like a saber tooth. Yeah, you get the uh, Spaceman who's got electricity powers. Yeah, he has lightning powers. And then uh, Starchild has, I'm going to go ahead and say, he basically has the same power set as Gem. <laughs> like, he can make stars fire out of his eyes in beams, and whenever he swings his hands around, there's trails of pink stars following his hands. Yeah, it's that's all, true. He can also super sing, so he basically has Gem's power set and Gem's appearance, which is real weird.
0: And then we have the demon who, of course, flies and breathes fire.
1: Yeah, the same as Gene Simmons always would. Yeah, I'm the sorry, same as the Gene demon. Simmons does always. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's just <laughs> the demon because, of course, uh, Starshot or Gene Simmons is not in this film. Well,
0: technically, they are the voices of them.
1: Oh yeah, the actual voices are done by Kiss, but never once is the word Gene uttered during this movie. No. Okay, so let's move on to the other potential red herrings that we get introduced to. There's the security guard who won't let them in, and she mentions that she works for a government contractor before this job, so she's real good at catching teenage interlopers.
0: Yep, we get the uh, scientist lady behind the special effects, Yeah, and she's the one who's like, oh, I've discovered how to do all of these smoke things and whatever, which of course leads you to going, oh, well, she knows about smoke, and there's always
1: red smoke that follows this witch. Right. And then finally, there is the fortune teller. Yeah. Which, when the fortune teller first appears, she just bursts into a complicated control room where everyone else is, and she's just, like, like, yells some prophecies of doom at them and stomps off, to which Starchild goes, oh, that's just the fortune teller. And he left it at that, and I was like, the fortune teller? This is like that moment in Futurama where the people are escaping Atlanta, and one of them is the magician. Huh. It's like, Ted Turner, Peter Fonda. And the magician. (laughs) Why is there a fortune teller? How did this character get in here? Well, it turns out it's because the park has a fortune teller attraction. Which is weird. What amusement park has a fortune teller? Any park in a movie. Usually it's a robot fortune teller and it will make you big if you wish for that. But any park in a movie has a robot fortune teller or a real one. This one goes with a real one. She is comically bad at fortune telling and is obviously a cold reader, which is only a thing to give Velma anything to do in this movie at all.
0: Yeah, because Shaggy and Scooby get, of course, chased by the monster, and they have an antagonistic relationship with the demon, because he also likes to eat, but they mess up his eating. I
1: would say that that moment is probably the best moment in the film, when they find him eating the... Well, let's get to that. Plate of burgers. Let's let's get to that cuz we got to finish up with the uh with the fortune teller. The fortune teller might be the bad guy because she appears to have magic powers maybe.
0: But yeah, so uh, Shaggy, and, Shaggy Scooby. and Scooby have that the Daphne has the star child thing. Yeah, and then Fred, Fred has being, being sad about yeah. that.
1: <laughs> and then Velma's just like, "Well, I certainly am here. I dislike people who think that magic is real." That's why I don't like that fortune teller. I'm Velma. I'll see you at the credits.
0: Yeah, there wasn't even anything where it was like, oh, I'm super smart. And so I figured something out and this is what I use to do whatever. No, there's nothing in this movie for her to do. She does not figure anything out. She doesn't do anything useful. She's just like, oh, I don't believe in this supernatural. Everything has a rational explanation. I can't see a thing without my glasses. We also didn't get that scene. No, we didn't get the I can't see a thing without my glasses, and that makes me sad as well.
1: So the best scene in the movie, almost hands down, is a sort of Looney Tunes extended sequence where Scooby and Shaggy attempt to sneak past Gene Simmons without having to talk to him. And Gene Simmons, or sorry, the demon, is sitting there eating one of those comical cartoon piles of food, which is a mountain of fries that's just sort of studded throughout with burgers and corn dogs. Which, man, where can you order that plate?
0: What restaurant do you go and you go... I'll have the cartoon plate of burgers.
1: Yeah, I would like seven or eight burgers on a plate with just more fries than anyone could ever want. Look, I want an Adam Richmond amount of food, please. (laughs) Uh, I want an amount of food that I just feel guilty seeing. Oh, yeah, like this is enough food for a village. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, and then I want to eat it and feel real bad about
1: myself well, and society. Notably, this is a scene where the demon should feel real bad about himself, because he's sitting alone in an empty amusement park, eating eight meals at once. Yes. That's what he's doing. Maybe as many as 16 meals on this plate. He's just sitting there. He doesn't even have the other members of KISS around. He's completely alone. He's not even reading or anything. He's just slowly shoveling food into his face. Tom I'm surprised Tom. he isn't crying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God knows I am every
0: time I eat eight burgers.
1: Yeah, with not even the TV in front of you. Maybe it's in front of you, but it's not turned on. No. Just a slight tray. Just
0: staring at the blank screen as it reflects back the own
1: horror of my existence. Yeah, just blankly looking off into the middle distance and taking slow, measured bites of your fifth hamburger. That's, as that's... it gets
0: even saltier as my tears season it. <laughs>
1: That's that's what Demon is doing here. And anyway, they, they try to comically sneak past him and bump into his giant dragon shoes, which even though Shaggy was wearing those shoes an hour ago in the movie continuity, he is terrified of them. Oh yeah, he sees dragon shoes and he's like, Ooh! Which me which causes them to bump the table and knock over Gene Simmons's food, and then he just sort of has a Yosemite Sam style stare at them and breathe heavily reaction. Ooh, you yeah. kids! It's it's a whole Looney Tunes sequence, which is fantastic. It's great to to have that in there. Just a one little bit of old school slapstick. Yep. Then we get into uh, getting walked around the park. The the Scooby Gang gets walked around the park by Kiss.
0: Yeah, we get all the different rides that are based on each of them
1: most so you of which get, are just one shot jokes.
0: Yeah, you get uh the Gene Simmons' the Demon Ride where it's roller coaster where it also apparently shoots fire at
1: you, which is hilarious cuz you know, normally when you see that kind of ride, what happens is, you know, it shoots fire and then you get near it and the fire turns off automatically. In this case, it just barbecues Shaggy and Scooby because they are our slapstick characters. Yeah. And they come through and that's where we get the immortal Shaggy line. That made us well done or whatever. I can't oh my do voices. Oh my god that was terrible. I don't I just don't do voices, Jesus. you do it.
0: <laughs> Give me some shaggy. Give me
1: the, the wow Give that me- Give me the old shaggy. No, I can't do any of these voices. (laughs) I I can't. I I, I just don't know how to do old Scooby voices. Oh, that's fine. I can do Zorak if Zorak shows up in the film. (laughs) Good. Would would that be helpful? Great. I can also do a mean Brack if Brack shows up in the film.
0: Yeah, I can't do a nice Brack, but I can do a mean Brack. Yeah, I can
1: do the original Brack from non-coast-to-coast Space Ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Would that be useful?
0: (laughs) That would be great. Foolish
1: heroes, you are defeated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad we could get that out of the way.
1: (laughs) Okay, great. The... So anyway, that's where Shaggy says that, oh, that was well done, and then Scooby says, So are we? Yeah. Uh, Every time. Every time they do a joke, it's just it's worse than than the incidental stuff that also occurs in the film.
0: Also, let me just say, this is skipping basically to the very end of the movie, but the fact that they mention that is the only thing that got a
1: genuine serious laugh out of it. Yeah, there's a belly laugh. By the way, that's Matthew Lillard doing Scooby or Shaggy in this.
0: Oh yeah, he's yeah. doing just shaggy all the time, man.
1: So it was it's neat to hear him doing a very good shaggy voice.
0: Oh yeah. But there's a,
1: there's a line near the end where he says something stupid. And, and then
0: uh, Scooby just says it
1: right back the way he has the whole movie. He's like,
0: seriously, man? Every time?
1: Yeah, that was great. That was a fine moment. I was happy with that. Let's go ahead and get through the middle of this stupid thing. So at a certain point, they unmask the witch by catching her by just throwing a net at her. Yeah, And when the net comes off, it is dramatically revealed that instead of having a human under her metal mask, there's a monster under there. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, let's see who the witch is. Oh, it's a witch. Yeah, it's an actual witch. And then she wants to steal a giant black diamond that is the rock from the song Detroit Rock City, as it turns out. (laughs)
0: It is the Detroit Rock. Yeah, You see, they were given the Detroit Rock by the mayor of Detroit. Which seems like bad planning to give away a giant, like, head-sized black diamond.
1: It, uh, identified in the movie as the largest black diamond in the world. Yeah. So they, gave, they for some reason, Detroit, Michigan, had the largest diamond in the world, or oh, black I always, diamond.
0: I always thought that uh, Detroit Rock City was about rock and roll. Oh, wow, I guess it could have been about that. <laughs>
1: that is one of the other good jokes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but no, they, apparently Kiss owns the world's largest black diamond because Detroit gave it to them. Detroit, which, you know, a long history of making sound business investments. Obviously. I mean, giant RoboCop statues, giving giant black diamonds to Kiss. It's just all smart decisions there. The best. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I honestly, I would just keep it. I'd be like, guys, we could probably use that because, you know, the auto industry, guys, not, not so hot anymore. I mean, even
0: if we don't sell it for a ridiculous amount of money, at least we'd have... Some reason for someone to come here,
1: yeah, we could make it an attraction in a Detroit museum where you could come in and see it and then see the Robocop statue and then flee from Detroit
0: <laughs> yeah, that's part of it,
1: yeah, yeah, welcome to Detroit. check out our our vibrant gay scene. say hi, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So anyway, they have this rock, and the rock. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to go through the. Back. Okay, it is. Here we go. It is
0: the Rock of Kisteria. It's
1: the Rock of Kisteria, and Kiss are the current guardians of the Rock of Kisteria, which are a alien advanced species of Kiss people who live to defend the Rock of Kisteria because since
0: ancient times, the witch in ancient times attempted to summon the destroyer, and the Rock of Kisteria was. Used to banish it
1: back where it was, By but giving it's still powers there. to guys.
0: Yeah, so the the guardians have powers, and they and, always have powers,
1: and they always dress like Kiss. And there's a whole civilization of these guys dressed like Kiss, living in sort of an alternate dimension Again, looks very Jack Kirby.
0: Yeah, no, they they live in Kisteria, and all of them are weird apocalypse rejects.
1: Yeah, they all look like like bad ideas for Kiss. Uh, so. The witch gets her hands on the rock of Kisteria after summoning an even bigger energy scythe and fighting off Kiss. And then she escapes with the rock through a portal in space and time that's formed out of the star in the center of the star child's roller or, or, uh, Ferris wheel. Well, that's
0: how they follow her.
1: Oh, that's right. She just rips a hole open in yeah, space and Yeah, she's just jumps. like, I have
0: a scythe. Fuck you.
1: So then Kiss summons, and again, Kiss has superpowers with energy glow and the ability to fly and shoot things. Uh, they summon a giant guitar spaceship and. I know this... I, I, okay, folks, I know that we were describing a, a, a Scooby-Doo show a minute ago, so... but anyway, to they follow summon-
0: along, they head into uh, Jack Kirby space, which is, of course, a bunch of weird floating rocks and concentric
1: rings. Yeah, and, and vibrant red and greens in the background with lots of black dots all over everything. Yep, and yeah. then
0: they're on a heavy metal cover because they are riding a giant metal guitar spaceship that is like spiky and shoots lasers yeah
1: and by heavy metal cover it means a cover of the magazine heavy metal yeah which is totally accurate like i would have expected one-way ticket to midnight to start playing here if it, this wasn't a kiss movie
0: yeah the fact that when they are chasing the witch it is like okay you're playing kiss and that's weird because
1: this is not metal enough for this scene can i be honest i cannot remember for the life of me what kiss song is playing in that moment it's one of the four. I was made for loving you. That's right. That's the I, one
0: playing when they're trying to chase the witch.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? So they're trying to chase an evil time and dimension witch and somehow Shaggy and Super, Scooby get separated and out ahead of everybody else while everyone else just sort of... For, for the record, Daphne, Velma, and Fred just stand there goggle-eyed through this entire sequence because what are they going to do? Kiss is firing eye lasers at a a super witch who is shooting super beams at Shaggy and Scooby because they have the Rock of Kisteria. And And, Shaggy and Scooby are just jumping, like, asteroid
0: to asteroid, freaking out and trying not to die.
1: Right, and you got Daphne standing there in the background like, this is weird. This this isn't in our normal situation. Normally, by now, the Harlem Globetrotters would have revealed that the bad guy was Shemp. But, instead, we have a weird space magic battle, so... I guess we'll sit this one out. Anyway, the witch wins the battle and gets away with the rock and then we go to meet all the denizens of Kisteria, like high Hrothgar-looking place with a bunch of kiss rejects in it and they basically have a moment where they decide that they all have to band together and that the Scooby gang is alright.
0: Yeah, which doesn't matter anyway because the way that they will beat the witch who summons the Destroyer, which is just
1: the like head of MODOK. galactus it's a modok it's a, it's it's a galactus sized modok
0: yeah it is galactus sized modok because it's just a giant head that floats around and shoots eye beams
1: yeah floats around shoots eye beams and has those galactus horns again yeah and he's summoned head first out of a volcano well he's all heads so i guess i shouldn't say that but the top half of his head appears out of a volcano in i guess in space or something yeah And starts shouting and shooting eye lasers and Starchild goes off on his own to fight the witch because he's... And fails he, and like fails. a bitch. And then the other ones all have to fight gargoyles. Oh, no, harpies. They have to fight harpies. When, when you hit the harpies, they turn to stone.
0: Yeah, I, but we find out that the way for them to really win is through the
1: power of sassy rock and roll. Yeah, if they can rock, if they can deliver, and this is the term that Velma uses, this is Velma's science moment in the movie, the power that originally sealed the uh, the... the Destroyer way was a giant rock. So if you guys can rock more rock than has ever been rocked before, you can do it too. You can seal away the destroyer. And they're like, wait, so what we have to do is go play the concert that we've been needing to play this entire time. And if we rock harder than we've ever rocked before, then we can win and put away the destroyer. And she's like, I don't know, fucking whatever. Just, just go. Just, <laughs> I don't just, care. Could you get me out of fucking space time, please? However, the thing that
0: happens is they're like, great. Well, we're going to go back to actual like earth and play a concert. You guys, however, take this spaceship and distract the giant death head. Yeah,
1: I like this part because it also, they rode in here on a giant spaceship. It's like a space guitar, like a space chariot super guitar that's powered by ultra rock and roll. And then when they leave, they're like, hey, you guys can take the car. And I was like, oh, so they're going to drive around the space guitar? No, the space guitar has a smaller spaceship built into it that comes out that they can drive instead. Oh, yeah, they get the fantastic car. Yeah, they get a little car, which they call the Kissmobile or something. Which it's a weird moment for me. Yeah, uh, oh, it's the Kiss Craft.
0: Ah, oh, the Kiss Craft.
1: And, and Fred tries to call it the Kissmobile, Mobile. And one of my favorite lines in the movie where where uh, where God damn it, Starchild says uh, we call it the Kiss Craft. And then Fred says, "Oh, my friends and I drive around in a van. We call the Mystery Machine." And then Starchild's like, "Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great, Frank. That's
1: <laughs> great, Frank. Hey, I'll uh, I'll catch you later. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bang your girlfriend." <laughs> Don't worry, she'll come back to you after I leave cities. (laughs) Anyway, uh, they drive away from the Galactus Modok head, which fires lasers. Again, we are watching a Scooby-Doo property right now. So they are driving through a tunnel of space-time in a silver spaceship uh, while a giant Galactus Modok head fires death lasers at them. And the people we're talking about in this situation are the Scooby gang that's in there. All of them, together. Yeah. Because Kiss goes back to Earth... To perform the world's greatest Kiss Rock concert.
0: And what that is, is the album version of Detroit Rock City. That's correct.
1: (laughs) That will stop it. They were like, well, we've never rocked harder than we rocked before. How are we going to do that? Well, I guess we could play the album version of Detroit Rock City. We've never done that.
0: And that, that will certainly be more rock than has ever been rocked.
1: Can, can we uh, also, we got to take a quick moment to mention the stunt casting for the voice of the Destroyer. The Destroyer only yells things like, die, and I will destroy you, and end now, kiss, and stuff like that. The stu- this thing is voiced by Darius Rucker.
0: Oh, Darius Rucker, which just by the name, most of you probably not going to know who he is.
1: Okay, so just to say that, he is the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish.
0: Yep, Darius Rucker, who has then gone on to have... A semi-successful country career.
1: Yeah, and also sang a song about Tender Crisp Chicken Sandwiches for Burger King a few years ago. Well, I mean, yeah, but who hasn't? I know, I, I do that all the time. I mean, they don't pay me for it. it no, on it's TV. just every
0: time I go into Burger King, I'm like, Tender Crisp Chicken Sandwiches, wanna eat them up. And then the guy <laughs> behind the counter is like, dude, can you, can no, you not?
1: It's, it's still $3.99, sir, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, man.
0: I know, I know they say sing for your supper, but that's not a thing you can actually do.
1: <laughs> I want... Chicken fries, I want chicken fries now. Uh, Okay, yeah, but we're not going to give you free chicken fries for a song. (laughs) Otherwise, this place would just be even more full of hobos than it is. (laughs) Burger King, it's full of hobos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) da na 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 Hobos. (laughs)
1: Okay, you can have a free hobo for that.
0: (laughs) Free in-room hobo.
1: Spare some change, sir. (laughs) What
0: are you doing in my hotel room?
1: I'm your free in-room hobo.
0: (laughs) I thought it was free in-room HBO.
1: Nope, free in-room hobo. Read the fine print. There's a very small O. Oh,
0: I I guess here's 25 cents then? God bless. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And that's the hobo bit. (laughs)
1: Alright, so I guess their version of Detroit Rock City is good enough to repel the evil Galactus head. And then, uh, after that happens, the char- the Scooby gang goes flying through a portal and almost appears to basically die. At which point, Shaggy and Scooby wake up in hospital beds and, oh my gosh, everything interesting that's happened in this movie was a dream.
0: Yeah, which, at that point, I was like, no. No, fuck you. You do not make me watch, like, half an hour of the most insane kirby-esque scooby flying through space nonsense and then go it was all a dream a i used bag- to read word up magazine
1: <laughs> salt and pepper and heavy d up in the limousine no uh, the, uh, the <laughs> they give you it was all a dream and then the bad guy the witch is actually the security guard and the the, the way that they could tell is because she said she's used to work for a government contract and and that's, that's how like, she
0: got her anti-gravity belt it's, from Quest Industries from,
1: from Quest Industries is an actual joke in the show that was great But not only that, uh, because she worked for a government contract, Velma knew that she also worked for a government contractor who was building lasers. And all lasers need diamonds. And the black diamond is a big diamond. So that's why she'd want to steal the black diamond so she could sell it to the government contractor who would use it to make lasers, I guess. Or something. I don't know. So much extra stuff added in there. I thought the whole point with these Scooby things is that you're supposed to be able to guess that shit by watching the show closely.
0: Yeah, well, I think they mostly gave up on that after a while because it used to be, oh yeah, you know, if you're watching an old episode of Scooby-Doo, you go, uh, I suppose it has to be that guy because I can kind of tell that he would want to shut down this because of this reason and we've gotten some background clues. You're like, okay, sure, fine. But with this, it was just, Hey, we took you on the most ridiculous nonsense adventure ever and then woke up from it and went, also it was her. Anyway, moving on.
1: It was her and here's the the reason why, which we didn't mention during the rest of the movie. I don't even know why they gave the explanation. They should have just said, it was her. We ran her prince. (laughs) (laughs) It it was her. There's a signed confession.
0: Uh, Just have them wake up and already been caught. It was like... Oh, good. Thanks, Shaggy and Scooby. You woke up. We already caught the bad guy. Uh, She's in jail right now. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, what actually happened is that she flew into the room and Kiss beat her up. Yeah, without superpowers. Yeah, with no superpowers. They just sort of let her beat herself up in the room, and then they were like, you're the security guard. Yay. Which I was really kind of hoping for, like, you know, to solve the mystery myself with my Encyclopedia Brown-style reasoning. Nuh-uh, Bugs meanie. because in the southern hemisphere, water goes the other way down drains. (laughs) That's what I, I was hoping for that to happen. Uh, it didn't happen. No. Uh, and then we get a, a CODA sequence where Kiss gives the Scooby gang permission to come to Kissland for free from now on. I feel like that was a great opportunity for a joke for them to do some Kiss-style mercantilism and be like, you guys can come to Kissland whenever you want at full price. <laughs> and then just kind of walk off the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fine. But instead, they give them you know, carte blanche to come to Kiss World. And then as the gang leaves, Velma starts kind of monologuing about how she knew it couldn't be magic because nothing's ever magic.
0: Yeah, see, we all just had a group hallucination because the gas that the witch used had a hallucinogenic quality to it.
1: And group hallucinations are things that happen all the time. Totally. Shared dreaming is real. That's science. Anyway, Uh, meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby are looking back behind them as the Kiss characters deploy their superpowers again and fly into space. Yeah, and uh, it's it's basically the end of any Christmas cartoon where like Santa goes ho 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 over a picture of a Christmas tree. Yeah, and it's like oh, he is real.
0: Oh, Santa was the mean old man next door the whole time. Who knew?
1: Yeah, and there he goes on the sleigh. That's what we get here. It's if it's Kiss flying into space with their neon energy powers, and then they Shaggy and Scooby resolve not to tell Velma because they don't want to mess up her worldview. Great. I can't believe they don't. I mean, this is Shaggy and Scooby. What do they give a shit? No, I, I'm amazed that
0: like Scooby doesn't run up and go, you know, they actually had superpowers. Also, Bush
1: did 9-11. <laughs> I get the impression that the only reason that they didn't run up and tell her is because she would just rightly point out that they are useless stoners. <laughs> we saw are them. probably still
0: hallucinating <laughs>
1: right now. <laughs> Velma, we saw them. They do have powers. And she'd be like, you know what? You two have been useless from day one. I feel like we only have you two in the car because otherwise Fred would try to hit on me too. As it stands, you guys kind of are a buffer. So just shut up.
0: (laughs) Shut your goddamn mouths for one minute.
1: Oh, and then uh, Velma, or sorry, Daphne kisses Starchild for way too long. For an uncomfortable amount of time. Like it's just a ridiculous long amount of tongue slurping time. And then walks off all in a daze. And then she kisses Fred on the cheek, and he's fine. He's like, "Oh, yeah. okay. I guess you also kissed me. I'm good."
0: Yeah, that's fine. Great. Ugh. This movie.
1: I was surprised. To be honest, I was really surprised that there wasn't a big sequence in this movie where Fred had to win Daphne back by like putting on like a a uh, like a you know a, a fedora.
0: Well, he did sort of try. He put on kiss makeup at the very end, and then put a little moon symbol under his eye, but it was like. Just looks like you have a black eye, man.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to accuse him of looking like an August style mime. Like, you look like a mime, Fred. You don't look like a member of KISS. You need a whole bunch of spikes and shoulder pads and marketing.
0: And then he puts on some more makeup. They're like, no, now you're just Shaggy too, dope
1: (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, well, this is my life now. Family. (laughs) Okay, how much more would you prefer to watch? Uh, Scooby-Doo meets Insane Clown Posse. Uh,
0: that would be the single greatest thing ever. You could even have Kiss in it. Kiss did Psycho Circus as their thing yeah. in like the 90s or whatever. The tale of the Juggalo murder mystery. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then you'd have to figure out who was behind it. Kiss or Insane Clown Posse.
1: <laughs> well, Scooby's all like, I'm not gonna go over there. Those people are fucking crazy. They'll cut you open for meth. And you're like, well, would you do it for a fago snack? <laughs> Uh, The villain, after all, turned out to be a
0: down-ass ninja. (laughs) Yeah, it was the great Malenko.
1: Let's (laughs) see
0: who's under that mask.
1: The great Malenko is real. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's about 50 minutes. John, you want to go through the question and answer?
0: So now we're going to get to our best and worst in the movie. What do you think was the best thing in this movie? What, What made you happiest?
1: Oh, uh, there were like I said before, there were a couple of jokes in this movie. Very few, and uh, nothing Shaggy and Scooby ever say, but just about anyone else had a joke or two that were solid. So give, me, give me the highlight. The highlight joke for me was definitely the Fred joke of, "Oh, that's great! My friends have a van we drive around in called the Mystery <laughs> Machine," and then and then Paul Stanley's like, "Uh huh, <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean he has like a like a." Burt Reynolds level of disdain in his response
0: oh yeah it is Paul Stanley doing his best Norm MacDonald doing his worst Burt Reynolds
1: yeah uh-huh. sure kid so that was definitely my favorite part of the movie just Fred being put down for being a piece of shit like he always has been I think it's hilarious that Daphne spent most of the movie making fun of him for wearing an ascot while she herself is wearing a giant orange scarf she never takes off yes get your shit together Daphne
0: <laughs> god damn it Daphne
1: quit wearing that purple it. outfit from the 60s Anyway, what was your favorite part?
0: Uh, best thing for me actually was that <laughs> the shaggy line of, seriously, man, after every time.
1: Oh, yeah, where he calls out Scooby for just only stealing jokes immediately.
0: Yeah, because I had one of those friends growing up that would like, you'd say a joke, and then he'd immediately go, huh, yeah, and then say that joke again. I'm like, mm. dude, they heard it. Everyone heard it. Shut up.
1: Yeah, I hate that kind of friend. There's a couple people I cannot, I cannot stand when I'm telling jokes to. What, there's the person who starts laughing in the middle of the setup of the joke. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? What, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, why do the chicken... <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you... What, why? What is this happening? <laughs> and then there are the people who immediately try to answer the joke by, by telling the exact same joke. Yeah. They just can't do it. Anyway, uh, keep moving. So, worst part of the movie for you... Oh, uh, let's see. Worst part of this movie. I, I liked all... They didn't play any bad Kiss songs, so that was fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the it was all a dream moment. Yes. I wanted that shit to be committed to. I wanted every step of this part where it's like, oh my God, there's a society of Kissites living in, the, in in space, and they all have super Kiss powers, but Kiss has the most super Kiss powers, and they have to fight Galactus's head that falls out of a volcano, and it's voiced by Hootie. I want all of that to be real. Yes That's what I wanted But no, they had to pull back And give us It was all a dream moment Which, no, no good Yeah No bueno Your least favorite part?
0: Uh, Well, also that was terrible But I think the fact that The the witch wasn't called Beth So we couldn't get Beth As one of the songs Oh yeah Also made me very sad I wanted to see that I wanted to see a weird Random kiss ballad show up like
1: that Fair enough Uh, What would you say If you had the choice of Kiss or Scooby Doo having to team up with any other band besides Kiss and Insane Clown Posse because we handled that bit already. <laughs> to to solve the mystery of the Phantom of the Park, who would you go for?
0: Uh well, I think I'd want to go with Fallout Boy Okay. because I think Fallout Boy has the same kind of sensibilities that would be good for them. Mm-hmm. You, they have uh, you know, two people that you've heard of and two people you haven't.
1: Yeah, I got Pete Wentz and the other one.
0: Yeah, you got the singer and the bass player and then the other two guys. Yeah. And they could go around, and I'm sure you'd probably have one of them love to eat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfectly fine. I'm going to go with uh, Scooby-Doo and Daft Punk, <laughs> the mystery of the Phantom of the Park. Because Daft Punk are cartoon robots already, Yeah, and I feel like it'd be great. It'd be infuriating to everyone how you can't get them to talk. Or interact with you, it's just like... Oh my
0: god, at one point, they'd have to capture them and be like, let's see who you really are, Daft Punk, take the helmets off, and then it's the other person's helmet on either side. That would
1: be fantastic. So Scooby-Doo and Daft Punk would be my choice. There you go. Followed up by maybe Scooby-Doo meets Prodigy, (laughs) and it's just them trying to escape Prodigy for the entire thing. Like, there's also a monster they have to solve, but every couple of minutes, that dude with the devil horns made out of green hair shows up, and they're like, ah, the prodigy guy! And, they just run him, and that's the full interaction.
0: I'd like to see Scooby-Doo and Ted Nugent mysteries.
1: <laughs> the mystery of government money.
0: Uh, yep, yeah, there you go. That's, that, is, that is exactly what we want. So, now we're going to give this film a rating the way we do it. We're each going to give it a one to five. That's going to give us our rating out of ten. Jeff, this movie, Scooby Doo, und Kiss, Rockets rolls Mysteries. How would you rate it?
1: I'm going to give this movie a two and a half.
0: Two and a half. A all right, half. that's it respectable. Gets, it
1: gets a whole half point bump for being less than ninety minutes long. Yeah, because I didn't want to keep watching Scooby Doo. Uh, I liked, like I said, I liked all the Kiss songs that are in this. This was, I mean, granted, it's like Kiss's greatest possible hits. <laughs> but whatever, it's it, it was fine. It, it was enjoyable to listen to a bunch of Kiss songs. It would have gotten to higher grade if it had not. If it had been literally Daphne, Velma, and Fred so- meet Kiss and solve the legend of Scooby Doo and leave Fred, and, uh. leave Shaggy and Scooby home. How how much would you like to see a show like that? It's like Daphne solves mysteries.
0: <laughs> see, that would be great. And I kind of wish they would ever do that, and they won't ever.
1: Well, do you think they'll ever just like do a like WB show called Daphne? Like the Arrowverse, except it's just Daphne. Callista Flockhart is Daphne in Just Daphne Solves Mysteries.
0: Oh, man. That would be real weird and awesome.
1: I would totally watch that. I'd watch Sarah Michelle Geller just play Daphne by herself. Yeah. And oh, then she's I... already played Sarah. That was her, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that yeah. was her. Oh, I completely forgot. That was just a random pick out of the air.
0: Oh, <laughs> you did it. You randomly picked the correct one.
1: Yeah, good. You know who I would cast as, uh, as, as Fred, now that I think about it? Just pulling this out of my ass at random, I'm going to say Freddie Prinze Jr.?
0: Oh, that's weird. That's weird that you would say that.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry.
0: So, 2.5 from you. For me, uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5 as well. It was not terrible. Like, I, I was definitely able to watch this film and not hate everything. And again... Not long, doesn't overstay its welcome, it's at least got two things that made me chuckle.
1: Yeah, there's a certain point in this movie that if you look down at your phone and then look back up, you are on a journey. You're <laughs> like, oh man, they're just doing Scooby stuff, I get it, okay, fine. Uh, I wonder what's going on with uh, You Must Build a Boat, let me play that for a minute. Look up, oh my god, are they flying a space guitar? What's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it has enough weird bullshit in the second half that I'm like, okay, sure, you're tolerable. That's fine. So there you go. So two and a half from me, two and a half from you. That's a five out of ten. It is an entirely inoffensive movie. Not great. Not terrible.
1: It's there. You could watch it. It's the best movie starring all of Kiss that I have seen. And I have seen two. <laughs> wow. I also watched Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park.
0: Oh, why would you do that?
1: Because I like watching terrible movies. That's why I'm here.
0: Hooray. So there you go. That was our movie for the week. If you've got a movie that you want to suggest to us, go ahead and let us know. You can get us system dot com is the website. You can leave a suggestion there. You can also email us at at gmail dot com. Tweet at us at system mastery. Like us on Facebook, find us at home, wake us when we're sleeping. It doesn't matter. We want it. You want to give it to us. We're ready and waiting. We're so wet. Man,
1: you're getting creepy here. At least give them the the 900 number.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, go ahead and do any of those. You can also catch all of our other podcasts. We've got the System Mastery podcast. We've got the Afterthought podcast, which is the companion to that one. And you can support us on Patreon if you like what we do. We, you may have noticed, have a new setup now. If the sound is better or at least different, we actually have professional equipment, all because of our supporters on Patreon.
1: Almost professional equipment.
0: Professional-ish equipment.
1: That is correct. (laughs) I think for it to be professional equipment, professionals would have to be using it. (laughs) It's equipment for (laughs) professionals used by idiots. Somehow uh, brought away from where it should be and delivered to us. Yep. So thanks very much for supporting us on the Patreon to this point we are now running mics that have pop filters we no longer have to breathe each other's air to talk into a single microphone.
0: Oh yeah, I'm like 4 feet away from him now instead of pressed all up against him feeling his sweaty flesh
1: grind upon me. Yeah, if you guys can't imagine what the two of us look like, just picture that we are both the judge from Blood Meridian and you're not far off. <laughs> Uh, there's a little little more hair
0: I need you to imagine that uh, Kingpin and Mojo are sitting next to each other (laughs) and they're recording a podcast
1: Uh, and they sound like charming fellas (laughs) (laughs) there you go a real literary joke and a comic book joke about how we are fat
0: yay (laughs) so (laughs) there you go thank you so much if you want to support us you also get access to our bonus content which is super awesome and hilarious.
1: And it's about to get better because now that we have this mic set up, we're going to do more advanced and challenging stuff.
0: Yep, so we've got more lined up. We've also got uh, still goals on there that we might be doing in theaters movies. So you could suggest movies for us to go see while they're playing and give you reviews of things that you could actually go see instead of movies that are Mostly unavailable and forgotten by the rest of the populace.
1: You know, I kind of like doing movies that are mostly unavailable and forgotten by the populace. So if you want to torture me, get us to $300 on the Patreon. And of course, our next goal after that will be at $500, at which point we will both have to always carry Cobbler around. Yeah. And if you find us, you can ask for the Cobbler and have the Cobbler.
0: Yeah, you can go ahead and get the Cobbler.
1: Yeah, and you also get a button that says, I got the Cobbler.
0: And then if we get to a couple thousand, then we're going to get a micro pig.
1: Yes, that's correct. I think it's at two or $3,000. We will buy a pig and have a pig, and you can know that you bought us a pig.
0: Yeah, you will know that we have a micro pig, and that <laughs> pig's name is probably some sort of pun on being meat.
1: So probably. I think his name is listed in the, in the Patreon goal. I'm not sure. Well, that's fine. He'll be named, I don't know, Crunchy. It's like Mr. Mostly Mittens or something. I forget. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Uh, thanks so much for listening.
0: Yep, we appreciate everything from you guys, and we will see you in a couple weeks with another... Movie mastery. Oh no, no Don't tug my ass cut Don't pull my ass girl, girl is gonna be my ass god cause girl is mine Hands off my cravat No I don't like that Cravats up a hill guns in this kind of stealing time We'll go out to a bistro Chat over crème brûlée Careful with that spoon though A drip could ruin my whole day And my Ascot Silk patterned Ascot Ascot for aircatch catch this one is just divine
1: Don't tug my Ascot it's not, it's no, no you me. can't have my eyes, God, cause girl, that's mine This is so divine, oh.